This week's In My Mug is going to be from Belego Nonesco, and we're going to be talking about our relationship with Israel. We're going to be talking about what a delicious, amazing washed coffee is, and we're going to talk a little bit about washed processing. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So this week's coffee is Ethiopia Mokinisa Balega Washed. The region of Balega has around about 3,000 people living around. The area, as you can see in the video of the opening, is super lush, it's green and got a super high altitude, like nearly 2,200 metres above sea level, which is really as high as you can go with coffee. And it's surrounded by small holders uh, who work around the protected forest area that's there. So why is it called Balega Mokinisa? Well, the Belega part is the name of the washing station. So it's kind of the region that you're in. If you want to get really complicated, it's the Nebeso micro-region, but we don't want to get... Belega is good enough. Mokinisa comes from the name of the sister company to Kachansia. And Kachansia is the company that Israel, from Anasora fame, uh, that we've had last year, um, owns both companies. Um, Israel built the washing station about three years ago because previously the farmers had to deliver the coffee over a hundred kilometres away which, you know, they don't have cars, they don't have kind of you know, trains and taxis they can get but 2,000 farmers in the area now deliver the cherry to Belega. Um, the washing station works five months a year and only processes washed coffee Compared to most washing stations, that tend to be around about 10 months of the year. So when I visited, all the tables had been tucked down and there were just the support staff there. This year, Israel has got a new project where he's trying a different processing method that is fully ecological and uses no water at all. Um, it's interesting, he's also going to try this at Anasora too. So super excited about this coffee and super excited to present it to you. So this week, I'm here at the cupping table, but I don't want to be distracted by tasting the coffee. What I wanted to do was talk you through some of the notes um, that I write for the coffee, because sometimes people get confused by what I mean and what I say. Um, so this is a classic Ethiopian, and that's why I chose this one to talk about it. Now, a classic southern Ethiopian washed coffee for me is black tea notes, uh, lemon citrus, a uh, little bit of bergamot, a little bit of jasmine. And this coffee has that black tea note. It definitely has like a lemon peel pithiness to it. Um, and it has like a cherry blossom, um, which is the floral component that you quite often find. The big thing that comes through is bright acidity. It is a very sharp, clean, transparent cup. Um, and this is where the black tea and the lemon peel, using tea descriptors sounds a little bit crazy in coffee, but it's something that is some common that you find in these Southern Ethiopian coffees. Now, sometimes I get a little bit carried away and I come up with something that's a little bit floral and a little bit kind of over-the-top descriptors. But for me, this one has a real pomegranate clarity to it. So that juiciness, that kind of nice sweetness of a pomegranate, but it's not a very dominant fruit flavour in there. Sometimes when I do get carried away, you guys are very good at pulling me down. But we all taste what we taste. And if you perceive something in the cup and I perceive something in the cup, then it's there.
Hello, I'm Alejandro Layton. You find me here tending to my farm. Um, but I'm going to take time out to tell you about coffee production. So coffee production in Ethiopia is a long-standing tradition. Ethiopia is the birthplace of coffee arabica, where the coffee plant itself originates. Ethiopia accounts for around about 3% of the global coffee market. And coffee is important to our economy in Ethiopia. Around 60% of foreign income comes from coffee, with an estimated 15 million of the population relying in some aspect for coffee production for their livelihood. Coffee exports bring in around $350 million US dollars, equivalent to 34% of our total exports. So we're introducing a new challenge. This challenge is called Steve's Fun Bag Challenge. It's originally named. And we have three coffee bags. Mick, say hello to the nice people, Mick. Hi. No, say hello, nice people. Um, <laughs> Mick works in dispatch and he bags all of the time. So what we've got to do is by eye, you've got to bag 250 grams in the quickest time you can. For every gram you're over or under, you're going to gain a second. Right. You have an undescribed amount of coffee in the tub here. So when I say go, mm -hmm. you go. So three, two, one, go. Oh, the tension. I'm feeling the tension. Oh, come on, Mick, what are you doing? This is why you don't get your coffee on time. Mick is messing around. Come on, is this enough? Have you got more? I don't think there's 750. You don't think there's 750 there? Are you calling me a liar? No, never do that. I haven't measured it actually, so it might not be. awkward in this box. You think? Well, then you can tilt the box. Nobody said you can't touch the box. Oh, oh now he's That's messy. Yeah. This is waste coffee, by the way. So anybody who wants to write into me saying, That's a terrible waste of coffee. No, this was a waste roast. It is no good. We were never going to sell it. It's one Roland, dude. It's one Roland screwed up, yeah. And done. So, timekeeper? 47 seconds. 47 seconds. So, let's get the scales and see where you're at. So, 251 grams. Impressive. 238 grams. 285 grams. You're bankrupting me. That's a bit generous, that one. So, we'll have a leaderboard. Uh, but the bags weigh 15 grams. We're going to go with 250. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you go onto our leaderboard. Our leaderboard is there on the screen. You're top of the leaderboard. Fantastic. How does that feel? <sighs> Making me emotional. Is there anybody you'd like to thank for this great experience that you've had here? Uh, no. No. Okay, and moving on. <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. So this is a new feature that we're going to be doing where we're going to get guest brewers who work in the roastery to come and brew some coffee. And I thought it'd be fun to get Katie to come along and do the first one. So Katie, tell us a little bit about your background before you worked at Hasbeen, what did you do? Um, so after university doing illustration, I went to work at the Shrewsbury Coffee House where 
my brother worked at the time. With big um, fans of the Shrewsbury Coffee House. Yep, they still use Hasbeen, so yep. they're good guys. Um, yeah, I was there for ages, like a few years. Um, I was friends with all these guys through my brother. We went to beer festivals a lot, got very drunk. And for some reason they wanted to give me a job. <laughs> so what is your job, Katie? What do you do? Um, I do wholesale operations. So I am Dale Harris's right-hand man. I do all the invoices. I talk to all the customers when they need coffee. I chat to the shops. I'm... Basically all of Dale's work is what I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you brewed the coffee for us today. Um, hey, what, what did you choose to brew with? I chose to brew with a Kalita Wave 185. And why? Because um, obviously we all know Chemex is best. I am the king of Chemex! It would be boring if I brewed with a Chemex it as would, well. It would, it um, I use Kalita Wave most often, like out of anything, like at home and stuff I use it most. Um, it's pretty. <laughs> it is, you used one of the handmade ones, didn't you, that we've been... We've I did, yeah. Um, the same ones we have at hand. So they are handmade in Japan. They're a beautiful thing. Nice to use a beautiful thing. And the papers are lovely, and having a flat bottom yeah. does give you something different to a Chemex, and it gives you a you know a really interesting brew. So I'm a big Kalita fan as well, but I just, you know, I have to keep my subjects happy in the world of, of Chemex land. So should we try the coffee together? Yeah. I'm looking forward to this, because you haven't brewed me a coffee for at least an hour or so. <laughs> so... Uh, I've been good today. I've given you a couple. You have fed me regularly with coffee today. You have. So we're cupping the Ethiopian. What's your opinion on Ethiopians? Do you like brewing with Ethiopians? It's my favourite. I am a really boring coffee person. I have the favourite that everyone has, Ethiopia. Yeah, Yergachevs and Sadamos are just—they are big favourites within people in the coffee industry. And I think a lot of it is the acidity. They're quite bright, aren't they? So, I mean, what acidity do you get in there? Mm. Gorgeous, like sweet lemon. It is. It is. It's lemon. It's lemon skin. It's that pithiness that you get with lemon. I think the other thing I really like is you get the uh, black coffee component, the black coffee, black tea components. Yeah. So, like classic Ethiopian, washed Ethiopians, as I've said earlier, have that you know, black tea component in there. It really does come running through. But for me, the interesting part, I, I never find it in Ethiopians, is the pomegranates on the finish, and I really get this like fresh, juicy, clean pomegranates. Yeah, no, I could go with that as well. Mokanisa is quickly becoming one of my favourite coffees, and I think it's because you've brewed me two or three of them today. Um, it's delicious. Katie, thank you very much for joining us. Um, thank you guys for joining us. It's, it's awesome. I hope you're loving this new format as much as I'm enjoying doing it. And do remember, that's life too short for bad coffee. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Cool.